Writing is crucial. It's a key part of my being and who I am. It is not some flippant hobby that I can take or leave. It's part of my being. It makes me feel full. It makes me believe that in some small way to somebody somewhere, I'm leaving an impact in the world, positive impact. Mm -hmm. And that to me is more fulfilling than making some money. And it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day. If we don't plan it, we don't have tools and systems like planners and, and timers and things. We'll forget what we're doing all of this for and, and we'll, the way we want to live our lives. Yeah. Welcome to Rights for Women, a podcast all about celebrating women's voices and supporting women writers. I'm Pamela Cook, women's fiction author, writing teacher, mentor and podcaster. Before beginning today's chat, I would like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the Dharawal people, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded, along with the traditional owners of the land throughout Australia, and pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. And a quick reminder that there could be strong language and adult concepts discussed in this podcast, so please be aware of this if you have children around. Now, let's relax on the convo couch and chat to this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Rights for Women. This one is a business episode all about planning and scheduling. And if you're anything like me, you could use a bit more help with that. Although I know there are a lot of writers out there who are absolutely on top of this stuff. My guest today on Rights for Women is Audrey Huey. Audrey is the founder of the Author Transformation Alliance, a community dedicated to uplifting and empowering authors at all stages to reach their vision of success step-by-step with a powerful network of support to guide them. Writing became Audrey's passion from a young age, her notebooks quickly filling with high fantasy and science fiction stories. What began as fiction writing evolved to consist mostly of report writing and formal business communication during her 14 years of active and reserve duty in the United States Army. While pursuing her Bachelor of Arts in English with a focus on writing, Audrey began contributing regularly to non-fiction magazines and first saw her byline in print in July of 2015. Since attaining her BA in English writing and her MA in Ancient and Classical History, Audrey has returned to completing her works in progress alongside serving her fellow writers by educating self-marketing authors on the finer points of leveraging the digital world to reach more readers. When she's not writing or working with other authors, Audrey is spending time with her two children and loving husband or looking for an opportunity to go horseback riding. And just a little aside, I absolutely swear I didn't know when I first invited Audrey onto the podcast that she was into horse riding, (laughs) but there seems to be a definite pattern here with the guests this year. I connected with Audrey some time ago on Instagram and she was kind enough to send me a copy of her fabulous planner for authors. Now, full disclosure here, I did start off the year pretty well planned, but it didn't take long for the wheels to fall off. So I'm really interested to talk to Audrey and to pick her brain on what I can do about that. So let's dive in. Welcome to Rights for Women, Audrey. Hi, Pamela. Thank you so much for having me. Where are you coming to us from? What part of the the states are you in? 
West Virginia, which is the mid-Atlantic or the eastern part of the Midwest. Um, they consider themselves southern, but they're in the north. <laughs> so okay. it's, it's kind of in the middle of the eastern side of the country. Yeah, yeah. Did you grow up in that area? No, I actually grew up in Michigan, born and raised. And then I left the army when I was 18, right after high school. And I came here for love. <laughs> so- oh, I love story. And I know you've got your kids there. It's because we're obviously the opposite time thing here. It's 9am in the morning here. I think it's about six where you are. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Let's start with your writing history, Audrey. What do you write and how did you come? How did that all come about? Yeah, so I have been telling stories since before I could write. So I would ride my horses around the property because I had horses from a young age. And I would be telling my poor mare all stories all the way around. We'd ride through the woods and through the pastures and up and down the big, long driveway we had. And that mare was just wonderful because she would just listen to me, just floppy eared going along. And (laughs) yeah, she was wonderful. And she, so as soon as I could write stories, I was, or as soon as I learned how to write, I was writing stories. And my parents, they're both avid readers, science fiction, fantasy, Michael Crichton, Stephen King, and nonfiction too. So I had God's Graves and Scotlers at a young age. And I've read that book, I don't know, too many times to count, probably more than two dozen times, because I I really love it. It sparked my love of archaeology, but... Piers Anthony, um, Anne McCaffrey. So I was into fantasy and sci-fi and those were the stories I would try to tell. Or as soon as I saw with the background of having read God's Graves and Scholars and having that love of archaeology and then Tomb Raider came out, I was like, Uh, oh my goodness. So then I started writing that. So I actually write a little bit of everything, just about everything. I personally don't write Christian fiction or erotica. That's not my thing, but I write just about everything in between. I have thrillers. I have my planners. I have a sweet romance, contemporary romance and fantasy and sci-fi. Fantastic. So running the gamut there. Yeah. And do you publish independently? I do. I like control. (laughs) Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? I think a lot of the time it's a personality thing. Some people just really love to have that control over all the different aspects of the publishing process. I can't imagine someone telling me, let's see if we'll let you write book number two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that, that's where it gets really hard, is, doesn't it? And and the other thing that really I was really interested to talk to you about, because, of course, I got your fantastic planner earlier in the year and I'm really keen to talk about that. But you're also, I think, the director or the organiser of the Author Transformation Alliance. Can you talk a little about that? Yes. So that is a group that I created, has a long history. So I moved here to this area, Eastern West Virginia, and I was commuting into Northern Virginia, the DC area, Washington, DC. And I started doing NaNoWriMo again. I was actually deployed when I in, in Afghanistan when I started doing it again. And I came back and I wanted to keep doing that because sometimes in my military career, I'd lost my writing because I wasn't surrounded by people who wrote. So it's easy to lose yourself when you're not in the community and reminded that you have these things that are so important to you. So I started getting back into that and I joined local groups and I started doing the critiques and the short stories. I love short stories. And I found that they would like to meet up during the week, but my commute 
was three to four hours at night and two to three hours in the morning. So I was just exhausted and it was really hard to come to these. And I would feel like all frazzled and just drained from long commute in the morning, full day, and then driving back at night. And I wouldn't have energy for it. And when I like to, when I write and socialize, I like to have a little drink and I don't drink and drive. I absolutely do not. So it was, it was frustrating for me and there wasn't as much writing going on as I would have liked. So I started Sprints and Spirits so that we could be online and writing and have a little drink and I could be in my PJs and not have to worry about driving anywhere after already having driven all the time we could do on the weekends or whenever it worked for people. And then I was also doing some freelance stuff and marketing. So then people started asking questions about marketing and one of my critique groups, I had read this woman's book and I thought, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. I'm so excited, like time travel romance. And I didn't right. think I was in romance. And I was like, oh, it's such a good book. And and there's a bookstore and there's a guy who likes to read. And <laughs> All the good things. (laughs) All the perfect things. And lots of coffee too. And then she released it and there was a lot of, oh my gosh, why is is this that bad? Because nobody's buying it. I said, what was your marketing plan? And the answer was, what marketing plan? And I was like, oh, heavens no. So it started there and I worked with one person in our group and then another person. And then I started working with more people. And what I found was that I was repeating myself a lot of the time. I was saying the same things over and over again about like the basics of marketing or social media and just building an audience and making sure readers cannot say yes or no to your book if they don't know it exists. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for a website. I will set up a membership area. I will <laughs> to help pay for the website. Yeah, yeah. I'll set it up and that way I can record all the things I've been talking about and we can have discussions and we can actively support each other in this growth, whether it's marketing or getting the books done or finding our genre. Sometimes the books aren't categorized correctly and that can have a big impact too. So about bringing people together, building an alliance of people who could share their knowledge around all these different aspects of being an author, whether you're hybrid, trad, we have tra- we have trad authors, hybrid authors, and indie authors. So it was it's just this great meeting of the minds mm. when it comes to, hey, I'm having this trouble. And one of the things we're excellent at is when somebody's really, oh, I've been trying this thing and this thing, and nothing seems to work, like commiserating and then helping them be- get back on their feet and form a new plan of attack. So you're not allowed to throw in the towel. We will not let you throw in the towel. (laughs) So that's what that is. It's meeting the minds. It's bringing in different experts. We have challenges and I just changed the challenge format actually. And it's all about we do weekly trainings and get togethers and and sessions. You can either watch live or you can watch the replay and it gives you little steps of action. So quick training, five to 15 minutes, clear action steps for you to take to work on your growth. This last month, uh, March, was all about setting up our uh, systems for list building. So making sure we're going like the difference between a cold and a warm audience, how to set up different landing pages so that you could track who's coming in warm and who's coming in cold. And then, you know, how to nurture those audiences differently once they're segments. It's fun kind of breaking things down and making it really easy for people to fit in growth and training and tech, not totally disrupting their writing lives and everything else they have going on. Mm. So little bits of training help support encouragement 
keep going guys you got this <laughs> yeah oh look I think it's such a great idea like I'm in a, a fantastic writing group and I just know that support is invaluable to me like we've all said to each other we wouldn't be going still if it wasn't for for the group type thing for the support so having all that as well as all the training and learning must be so valuable for the members of the alliance yep and that's why we have lifers because <laughs> yeah. i am notoriously i'm notorious for having tons of projects you can see my wall here on the oh, top wow. here that's my published list this is my whips list <laughs> Oh, my goodness. For those of you who can't see this, if you're listening on audio, how many things would be on that work in progress list? Oh, my gosh. I can't even count them. I don't. There's a lot. There's a lot. And I'm a, if I were a dragon, I would hoard covers. <laughs> Another thing. But I have all my targets set up with all my different projects and goals for each quarter and the months broken down in the quarter. That's, that's my amazing. mind. That's amazing. So, yeah, the... ATA is mostly built through my reader attraction challenge, which happens in June every year and through word of mouth because it's, it's, I've got so much going on. If you want to join, yay, you're welcome. We're going to treat you like family, like best friends, even better (laughs) because you can leave us when you want, you can take a break. But if you're, if it's not, doesn't sound like it's for you, that's awesome. Go find your thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that is a beautiful segue into the next thing I wanted to talk to you about. And what encouraged me to ask you onto the podcast was about your planner. So you've obviously got all those things on the wall. They're all beautifully set up. How did you get into the planning business, if you like? I actually have to blame that on the military. Um, And maybe a little bit earlier, my mom with our our little horse farm, she actually, she trained horses. She did riding lessons. She was a 4-H leader for our area. And she was always in this, some leadership position training or instructing. And so she would have these in her handwriting was just beautiful. And she would always have these sheets and handwritten forms filled out and they'd be hanging on their clipboards in the barn with what had to be done, when it had to be done. And it's just funny that I'm just now thinking of this, but okay. but yeah, my, my mother really did have these great systems built up to run and manage our farm and manage her training and instruction, writing instructor. And so that was really helpful. But in the military, I, it really cemented into me the we have monthly reviews. We have to have things what we're doing good at and things that must be improved or that can be. What are we learning? What are we doing to improve ourselves? What are we doing to expand our knowledge in our profession? So it was really eye-opening to see my own growth through this process with a really good NCO or sergeant who would guide me through professionalism and really putting my all into these as an example and setting a standard of never doing the bare minimum. So I really got into the systematic way of reviewing my own growth, even with the assistance of a leader, but Mm -hmm. reviewing my growth and saying, okay, what do I really want to get good at? What am I doing to improve myself, to better myself? So that helped a lot. And then myself later becoming an NCO, a sergeant, I was in that leader pos- leadership position and I wanted to provide that excellent care to uh, my lower enlisted who, who looked up to me and who needed me to set a good example and set an easy system for them to follow, to grow, to do a very honest self-review of where they need improvement and what they're doing good at too. And that's 
really what I put into the reviews and the planning sections of the planner is not only what did what went wrong and how can you mitigate challenges, but what went right? What are your successes? What are you celebrating? You know? Yeah, it's great because we so often focus on the things that went wrong, don't we? And throw our yeah. hands up and then go, yeah. So did the, the actual planners that you produced, did that come out of the Author Transformation Alliance? When did you decide to actually publish planners for authors? It was the year that I started the ATA, but it was a combination of a few things. So the commute got to me and ended up being with all the growth of the area. This this area is always expanding. The population is just booming and they keep putting things here for people to go work in the city, but nobody can afford it. So the commute was getting just 28 to 30 hours a week. And once I added that up, I was oh, done. Crazy. I was like, yeah. That's I'm spending 120 hours a month minimum in the car. And that is, that's not okay. It's not healthy. I would rather be spending 120 hours a month writing. Imagine how much I write. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had little kids and I also had the GI bill and I knew I couldn't just leave my job and then not have money to pay my bills. You know what I mean? I have a home thankfully, but my bills are my own. I my husband and I keep stuff separate, but it's, I was like, okay, so I'm going to use my GI bill that I earned with my service in the army. And it gives me a housing allowance and it pays all my tuition, but not, I can't, I will finish my bachelor's degree before I finish out the GI bill money. So I'm going to fit my master's and my bachelor into five years of funding. (laughs) So it's normally four, but I did a top up when they used to do it. So I had five years of funding to go to school Mm. and it gave me a little extra money every month to help bridge the gap between, because the ATA basically paid for the website. Yeah. It's not not a highly profitable exercise. Yeah. 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 And that's okay. Cause I want it to mostly just be this community where, yeah, you're paying for it, but that's that makes you commit to showing up and actually making the most of your investment. But yeah, anyway, so I was struggling between this. Okay, I got this freelancing stuff. I I was doing copywriting and working with different clients. I did some website design, social media management. And so I had all this going on. I was still short story writing and I started to get like really frantic and feeling overwhelmed. I'm like, no, I know how to do this. Okay. I need to sit down. I need to have a plan. I need to be use good time management, good solid time management skills. I know that I have them. The military drilled them into me. So I know I can do this. And I would go get planners from Office Depot and they look so nice and crisp. And I wouldn't use them because they were, those spaces were just they, they didn't make sense for my life. And it was hard to find something that was easy to adapt to my life. And that's why you won't see times in my planner. I want you to put in your own core hours and adapt those spaces to what your life looks like. So I kept trying these and then I would be writing out, okay, this is what I need to do. And I was tired of handwriting it, which is why I don't bullet journal because I'm like, I could be using that time to get the words in or clean up the kids' crazy messes. So yeah, I started, you know what, I'm going to format a planner or I'm going to, I'm going to lay out what I think a a good writing planner would look like. Cause at the time I couldn't find any when I, you know, started working on this in 2017, I was halfway through NaNoWriMo, 30,000 words into my manuscript. And I was like, let me jump over to this project here because it, it felt so much more important because I needed to 
have that tool and that system to make sure that I was managing my time properly and experimenting with my planning in a way that could help me grow. Mm. So I went ahead, switched gears, and I said, this is for the better because it's hard in NaNoWriMo to do something not getting the words. At least you had 30,000 words at that point. So that was good. uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was doing pretty good. And so I did nothing but live, breathe, and eat this planner for two solid weeks. And I spent a week proofing it. And then I got it to people to look at it and said, what do you guys think? Give me recommendations. Do any, does anyone want to add quotes? Or maybe that was a second year. I, but I had quotes in the first one and I I had to figure out because once I started, oh, I'm going to lay it out. I was in pages and I'm like, oh, wait, this is a formatting program. And I've already formatted my own planner. (laughs) So yeah, it was like involved. Yeah. It was like intense how much I worked. As soon as I woke up, I did not drink. I did not eat except that when I was at my computer working on this thing. So it was a very intense two weeks, putting in hours and hours and barely getting me sleep to, to work on this thing. And then lots of revisions to make sure it was hitting people's expectations or primarily this was for me to help me manage um, going to school double time while raising two little toddlers because they're only 12 months apart. So at the time they were toddlers and uh, managing the household, managing my freelancing business and getting that income in too much going on to not have a good solid plan or a system to help me manage all of that without going absolutely insane. Yes. definitely. (laughs) So I really got that first one done in crazy record time and people, nobody could believe it. Like, Audrey, when do you sleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it, it came out of that need because I, my writing is important to me, no matter what else I'm doing. And I didn't want to keep failing at using other planners. And I had somebody had got me a passion planner as a gift. And I thought, oh, this is so exciting. It looks so different from that blah stuff at Office Depot. And then it was so pretty that I didn't know where to start and I didn't want to mess it up with my false starts and start to use it and not finish using it. And I share that story because a lot of people tell me, I tried using planners and I just, I never finish it. This is the one thing I can stick with because it has those reviews built in and I get really excited. There's something called the fresh start effect. And it's the idea that we take more action and we get more serious about something that's important to us when we feel Mm. we have a special date or occasion on which we can assign a fresh start, like the new year. For me, I've worked on this. I've practiced this for years, but I got it down to, I can start a new hour fresh. If I have a bad hour, let me get to the top of the hour and I'm going to start fresh again. But for a lot of people, it's a new day. Or yeah. it's a new week, even that new week when it's all freshly laid out in my planner in front of me. I'm like, <sighs> Mondays so are so good. Cool. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it feels so good. A fresh week to to tackle all my goals, and I really just love being able to say, okay, this is what I think is going to work this week, so I can get my words, so I can get that income with my freelancing, so that I can do X, Y, Z. Market, whatever I'm doing that week, my wonderful so, projects. <laughs> and there's always so many, isn't there? But yeah. there's so there's a few things I want to unpack there. But you've answered this already, Audrey. But just in case that, just to reiterate, why do you think it's important for writers and authors to plan their time out? 
Because I think as multi-passionate people, it's easy to get distracted with all the different things we'd like to do. Like I mentioned, I have a lot of projects, but I know, especially that's why I put my top priority bar at the bottom. So you, you have that space because I know every single day what my top priority is and I see it written there and I recognize my commitment. Otherwise, oh, I don't have one on my desk. I have a whole batch of Petoskey stones and there's a special old fossil that you can only find in Petoskey, Michigan and that surrounding area. And I want to polish those because that's my movement meditation. Okay. I, if I don't have timers and reminders set, I will literally do that all day. I will get into it and I will hyper-focus and then Oh man, I was supposed to get words into that, especially as a mom and as a freelancer and having to make an income. It's I could let myself do all of that and then forget about the whole reason I did this because I didn't want to spend 120 hours a month in a car commuting just to make some money. Yeah. Because writing is crucial. It's a key part of my being and who I am. It is not some flippant hobby that I can take or leave. It's part of my being. It makes me feel full. It makes me believe that in some small way to somebody somewhere, I'm leaving an impact in the world, positive impact. Mm -hmm. And that to me is more fulfilling than making some money. And Mm -hmm. it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day. If we don't plan it and we don't have tools and systems like planners and, and timers and things, we'll forget what we're doing all of this for. And, and we'll, the way we want to live our lives yeah, with me, yeah. you know. That's great advice. Tell us about the planner because I've got a copy and it's great. I love it. <laughs> uh, but love can, it. can you walk us through what's actually in the planner? Yeah, so there is a lot and I the introduction is important because not only does it set you, prepare you mentally for what you're about to get into. And I talk about business systems and how it applies, no matter what business you're in, whether you're writing or running a bar, like I mentioned, John Taffer and Bar Rescue. That's one of my favorite business shows, (laughs) but it's really all about, I was tired of getting my writing story ideas and notebooks and then losing them or having the kids write in them. I gave my kids their own planners because once they saw mommy writing in it, they oh, had a great idea. Yeah. And that way they don't write in mine. <laughs> Very but, smart. But yeah. So it's a collection of systems to help you organize your thoughts, notes, plans, goals, and desire for your life as a writer and your life holistically. Like I said, I use this not just for my writing, but to organize and make sure that I was on track. So it's a holistic system to help you make sure that writing is an integral part of your life every day that you want it to be. And and I think for so many of us, if you're buying this planner, it's because yes, it is. It's such an important part of your life. So in it, you'll just find this collection of systems and tools to help you stay organized and treat it more like the serious lifelong passion and for many a business adventure that it is. Yep. Manuscripts, keeping track of my top five manuscripts, my story ideas. I always fill up that section. I always have to go and it overflow into the, my musings, which is like the note section in the back. I do have a submission section. It can be agents and queries, but I'm actually changing it in the revamp to just say submissions. So no matter what you're submitting to, you can keep track of like 
who you contacted or sent it to, when you have to check back on it, what are the dates and deadlines? Reading, I do filling out my reading list. So I have one place because I'm bad at keeping up with Goodreads. But for me, I do better when I write stuff down. It's more committed to me to write it down. I don't like my handwriting. <laughs> so I write if I write it down in my reading section, then it's important to me. So business books, genre books, friends books, I write it all down in my reading, income and expenses. When I have to write down something in the income and expenses sec- section, I'll know whether I'm happy about that expense, that thing I spent money on, or if I'm having buyer's remorse or regret. Okay. <laughs> it requires you to be honest when you have to write it down by hand and account for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's something in the writing it down and seeing it in front of you that really yeah. makes things stick and, and makes you really commit, I think. Absolutely. And, yeah. and you've got a section in there on social media planning too, don't you? Yeah. So marketing, kind of planning out your content marketing and making sure that you're clear on what your focus and your theme is going to be and how you're going to mix up that content because there's so many different ways to do it. But just so you have an outline, you know what your focus is each month and how that way, if you have, you're leading up to a launch, you can say, nope, I'm going to change my content for this month or for these weeks so that I say, okay, cover reveal, teaser, or you know whatever you have going on in advance of your launch. So that way, uh, it's like a lot of people have big backlists. So are you promoting a different thing every day? Because it's a lot harder to get that five to seven touches to get stuck in people's minds and, mm. and to experiment with copy and creative in order to say what's working. But if you're switching every day, you can people lose track of you more easily. So one month I'm promoting one book and then the next month I'm promoting a different one and hopefully all leading up into a coherent strategy of promoting a series or promoting my backlist and making sure that I'm not just letting those books sit in the dark, at least my passive marketing strategy, putting it out there and waiting for people to come across it is doing something is showing off my backlist and I'm proud of the work that I've done. Yeah, Yeah, true. So there's a lot in there, all the marketing and social media and all those sorts of things. I think there's a lot in there that really 100% applies to indie authors. But would you say that it's really useful for trad authors as well? Yes. So I, like I said, we have trad authors in the ATA who helped me basically they validate this idea. Like they said, it would be useful for them too. And that's why submissions is currently titled agents and queries for one thing. For another thing, I have not met in a trad author yet who hasn't had to do the vast majority of their own marketing. That's yeah. thing. And, and I have seen trad authors go indie because they have to do their own marketing anyway. So why are they giving someone else? The royalties. So anyway, uh, the vast majority. Yeah. But I I have seen it because a lot of people tell me, okay, help me stay organized and and better split my time between marketing and writing and getting getting the books done and staying on deadline. So yeah, yeah, important. Even yes. if they're self-imposed deadlines, probably even more important because they're easier yeah. to I think skip out on, aren't they? Yeah, I got three yeah. pre-orders up right now. Right. Oh, dear, you're a very busy girl. So if someone was to open the planner, for instance, to set out their week, what would they be doing? First, they would be looking at, so I know you can't see this, but I actually take my core hours and I write them along the side here. And then I make a line 
when I'm done with writing down my core hours and I put some important projects or tasks beneath it. But I actually, after I, I write out my core hours and make sure that my time is defined for the week and any appointments, I put any appointments in there first. I've got challenge training in there, sprints, calls with clients, of course, this. But then I also have what is my top priority every day? Of course, set my weekly priorities or goals, targets, whatever you want to call them. But my top priority on Monday was my retreat recovery, which is on there. Yesterday was retreat recovery because I just ran a virtual writing okay. retreat last weekend. <laughs> and then today was again, retreat recovery and I'm finally wrapped up. And then tomorrow, my top priority is monthly maintenance because we're about to be in a new month. So I do all my administrative stuff and set up things, make sure our group events are ready. And all the while, I still have writing goals that go in here. Right. So yeah. 26. 2,627 words yesterday, which is not too shabby. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So that that's how I do it. I make sure my, my goals are set up on the left side. If I have a, a clear writing goal, then I have it there. Or if I'm just saying whatever I can get each day, as long as I'm consistently writing, it's sometimes you just have to get back into that building up your consistency. Appointments, core hours and appointments. What is my daily party? What is that one thing I need to do to make sure I'm moving the needle forward in my life, in my writing life, and what I'm doing with the community? Because I think we're all a, an important part of this community, whether you're um, in a position like this, like you with these great podcasts and sharing all this information, or like me trying to lead my wonderful little band of authors into growth and progress, or whether you're listening right now, there's something that you're doing, being part of the community and whatever you need to do to move the needle forward um, in your writing, in the community, um, or in your life. Sometimes it's meal planning. Sometimes maybe your daily top priority has to be on Sunday, meal planning and prep, (laughs) grocery shopping, Focus on my plan on doing, and then somehow that always never happens. Yeah. 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 So you have also reviews built into the planning process, don't you? You touched on that before when you're talking about your work in the army, but can you talk about the importance of that in terms of using your planner and and for your writing for writers out there in terms of reviewing where they're at? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, this is something that I love and I didn't see in other planners um, previously, especially when I made this, was monthly and quarterly reviews. And of course, the yearly review. But what that was what I thought was missing was a chance to stop and say, what, you know, did I achieve my goals this last month? And if not, why? If so, what worked well and what can I continue doing? What can I build on? But if not, what were the challenges I faced? How did I handle them? Did I behave as that best-selling author that I need to? Or what can I do to mitigate those challenges in the future? Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's just life throwing you a curveball. Mm. Like if you get sick, what can you do to mitigate that challenge? You, you can't. You gotta just take your yeah. vitamins, I guess, and and hope. <laughs> so, but an opportunity to say what didn't work, what did work, what are my lessons learned that I can carry forward allows you to plan and have that in mind when you start planning a new month. So you're not just flying blind, you keep making the same goals, and then you keep kicking yourself for not meeting those goals. And you can plan a lot better when you have some insight as to how the past went, and you've really explored that 
again, in writing, there's something about writing that allows you to have to think in order to commit words and to um, coherently process what's happened. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, like in your experience, your own experience perhaps, but also the people that you work with, what do you think are the biggest obstacles to people sticking with a plan? You have the great shiny plan at the beginning of the year, and then at some point for some of us, like me, the wheels fall off. But what do you think are the biggest obstacles for people actually sticking to that plan that they've made? Okay. Just because it's popular, I'm going to use that because a lot of people see the bar rescue thing, John Taffer, a lot of times he talks about- Sorry, Audrey, just for Australian listeners, can you talk about what that is? Because I'm not familiar with it. Oh, no. So bar rescue (laughs) is this guy who's a consultant and he's worked in the bar business for a long time. He went to LA and he worked, oh, I can't remember what the place was. It was- not Whiskey A Go-Go, but something, the Troubadour. He worked at the Troubadour, which is okay. a big music venue. But he goes around and he helps bar owners who are failing identify their area, the areas where they're failing and then helps them build a plan. It's not just changing, getting a makeover, but figuring out what they're doing wrong and how they can improve that in order to have the successful business and turn things around before they lose their house or their right. family starts up or whatever. So if you guys get a chance to watch it or... Check out a couple of clips on YouTube. It's worth it. And John okay. Taffer has some really good speeches about things that apply across industries, no matter what you're doing. I believe his authors were entrepreneurs as well. We're artists and entrepreneurs. His speeches are fantastic. So I would look them up on YouTube. They're totally free to watch. And that's one of the things he mentions is people don't have systems, okay? Systems and bounce back. And a system, I think, gives you the ability to bounce back better. So bounce back is like when something goes wrong, it's my ability to get back up again. It's resilience, but I have to be able to bounce back. So when I'm writing and I'm totally in the zone and I'm in my head, I'm in that scene. If the kids come up and interrupt me, it's it's jarring. It's jarring to pull yourself out of that space, but then to be able to, okay, take care of that. How fast can I get back up to writing speed? You know, can I get back up to that 39, 49, whatever words per minute so I can really cruise on the story and get the words down the muses with me? Again, systems, having tools, and actually sticking to using them. So sometimes people will try to use a tool for a week or maybe a month, and they won't stick with it. And they're like, ah, this thing doesn't work. It's not actually the tool. It's your discipline in using it. And sometimes I shy away from that word because people think, oh, you're military. Yeah, discipline. Right. I think the yeah. hardest thing to do is discipline privates. Okay. <laughs> so young people who are coming into the military, they are the most difficult people to teach discipline to as someone who uh, would ask why too much. But discipline is the hardest thing we can do because it, it really takes us challenging ourselves and looking at our ourselves and our behavior honestly and saying, if I don't want, if I want this year to be different than last year, then I need to change me. And that requires discipline. It requires the commitment to different behaviors that are going to get us a different result. So the discipline in saying, gosh, I didn't get, I didn't make it this month, but guess what? I have a fresh start in April and I'm going to, I'm going to go at it again. I'm going to set reminder on my phone and tell my phone, call it by name and tell my phone Sunday night at 6 PM, remind me to sit down and do my planning because my planning for the month 
takes 20, 30 minutes. Mm. You don't have mm. to use all the sections. You only have to use what applies to you that month. And I think that's the beauty of it is there yeah. are things there that are there when you need them. And guess what? If it doesn't apply to you that month, or you just want to write like for April Camp Nano, then all I got to do is put in your writing goal and think about what am I going to do differently this month to make sure that happens? What are the systems that I can set up or have in place to help me do that? Can I ask someone like my neighbor and my friend or that kid that keeps asking me for work? Can I say, hey, do you want to mop my floors uh, once a week this month and I'll pay you um, X amount of money? And then guess what? That's one system that'll help you get rid of an excuse for why you can't. There's a lot of mothers, and I know this from experience, um, personal experience, that we say, oh, I have to do the housework. And then you let that be the reason you didn't. So one person, uh, one of my coaches I, I worked with previously, she was, I was like, I didn't have time to do my copywriting because... I had to do dishes, the dishes, blah, 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 blah. And she's, okay, let's stop here. What happens if the if you didn't do the dishes today? I was like, well, then there'll be a sink full of dishes. And she's, okay, and what happens if you don't do your copywriting today? I was like, I don't make money. Mm-hmm. And I don't over-deliver for the client by getting it to them ahead of schedule. I'd rather make money than have a clean sink. <laughs> yes. especially when that money pays for editing or covers, right? So it was a really pivotal moment for me in saying, you know what, I'm going to ask somebody, there's people who this is what they do. This is what they're comfortable doing. This is what they want to do. So I put a a call and like basically not a job listing, but I got on care.com and I found somebody that this is what they do. And I said, okay, you want to come like maybe once a week or a couple times a month and how much is it? And it was a third of what I was making doing my copywriting. So yeah. my hourly, for, it was a third of my hourly rate. for So I made money paying someone else to come and do what they enjoy doing, what they do best. Yeah. You know, so, Gave yourself yeah. more time. Yeah. And yeah. that way, when I was done with my copywriting hours, I had more time to write. Mm. And because the space was cleaned, oh my gosh, I didn't have the mental clutter that was making me anxious. And, and so oh, I have to clean this thing so I can comfortably. So it was amazing. And so now even I'll hire a babysitter if I need to, if I'm like, oh, I really need to go. I need to go get these chapters out. If my, I have to do it during the week when my husband's not home, I will hire a babysitter and I will go to start when they're open and not locked down. I will yeah. go to Starbucks tonight. I'll do, or I'll write in my truck. I don't care. I'll go sit in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, having these little things in place and, and thinking of all the ways we can, instead of all the reasons why we can't is crucial to turning around all these things that stand in our way, all these things that become obstacles. We have the power to vanquish these little foes to our time and, and to our goals and desires for our life and, and to fulfillment. Because mm. <laughs> we only mm. have so much time and we don't know how much time it is. And, That's very true. And that can yeah. be overwhelming yeah. unless, I mean, until you really take on this is every moment is mine and I get to make it what is important to me. Yeah. So just to review that, what we were just talking about, if you are someone who, so we're now at the end of March, so we're at the end of the first quarter of the year. So mm. if you are someone like me who did great planning and started off really well, but has gotten to this point and it's like chaos almost, yeah. Um, yeah. the important things at this point really are to sit down and have a look at, at what worked, what didn't yeah. work, 
and then to make the plan for the next week or month or quarter using that information, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Look at what didn't work. Did I overcommit? Did I, you know, say too many yeses? I, I believe in having a number limit on your yeses. And so when you get to that max, say, sorry, not this time. It's really hard to do, but did I overcommit or did I watch, did I binge Cobra Kai too many times? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for us here, yeah, my husband and I, you know, binge watched Cobra Kai before the new season came out. And then we binge watched it again because we liked it so much. And I'm like, oh, look <laughs> at that. I stepped on my own foot here and I acknowledge that, <laughs> you know, but yeah, looking at, okay, what can I do better this time? How can I improve myself so that I can either manage things better? Am I taking care of my body and mind? Because for me, when I'm eating better, when I am going to the gym and working out or doing something for, it, it seems like, oh, that takes time. But I, instead of feeling drained at the end of the day, if I go to the gym, I actually have energy again. Yeah. So I'll, I'll sleep good, but I will have energy again. I'll get some words. Yeah. That's looking so, at it. Sorry. That's so important, isn't it? Because I know one of the things I've let go from the beginning of the year really is regular, like daily exercise. Yeah. And because sometimes it's like, no, I can't go for that walk because I've really got to finish this job or I've got to finish this chapter or whatever. But you really need to get that balance, don't you? It's a trap. It's a mm. trap. Admiral Akbar says it's a trap, but yes, it really is. And I think what exercise or, or doing anything for your health, whether it's meditating or just or prayer or whatever it is each person does, it also helps us build that schedule, build that daily schedule around this kind of, I need to put my oxygen mask on so that I can do these other things. Yeah. You know, I need to make sure that my body and my brain are able to perform as close to peak cognitive ability as possible. And we need self-care to do. Yeah. I would say, look at what worked, what didn't. Hey, I took out my physical health, self-care and wow, there's this downward trend and, or, mm. or, Hey, I don't, I don't feel as good and capable as, as I used to, or I feel more frantic. And that it, there's so many studies that show the power of a walk. A good one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. just review it and and I would even do a brain dump with all the things, every little thing, writing related or not, business related or not, just everything on your mind. And then when you can't write anything else, take a highlighter and highlight the top three most important things, either that are really easy to do and can be done in less than five minutes or the three most important things that have the deadline of like tomorrow. And then you don't touch anything else on the list until that those three things, which have to be prioritized mm. are done. And that is a practice in discipline that will build that muscle of discipline is saying, I can't touch the second thing that I highlighted or the third thing until number one is finished. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So I, like it. I hope I like that wasn't too all over the place, but no, no, it's really good. Quite. So you have a number of other planners too, don't you, Audrey? Can you tell us a little about those? Yeah. So I have my monthly writing focus planner, which is a one month little planner that is intended to help you really sit down, buckle down and focus on writing from so you can also use it for editing, but it's all about getting hyper-focused and obsessed with the outcome of getting adding like rocket fuel 
to your, to get to your goals, to reach your goals. So for Camp Nano, perfect. Or for NaNoWriMo, it's the perfect little planner, as long as you're not also trying to plan a launch and marketing. But if you just want to buckle down and write and build that backlist, this is the perfect planner for you. It's all about that. Sounds perfect for April. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's next for you writing-wise and work-wise? Yeah, with the planners, I'm entertaining the idea of a Kickstarter, but I'm trying to gauge interest first because I would like to do, I'd like to do a lot, but I want to, one, I'm going to aesthetically give this interior facelift and I'm going to tweak a few things, important things, but it'll take a lot of work because again, I do all the formatting myself because I had formatted it before I realized that's what I was doing. Yeah. But I'm going to, I want to do that and really give that interior facelift so it's more aesthetically pleasing, improve the habit trackers, really incorporate more feedback as I I always take the feedback I get it, I put it into a document. And then when I go to do the updates, I look at that feedback, compare it to other input and make sure that I'm creating something that really helps people. And so it's that it's, I'm going to refurb the launch planner so that it incorporates multiple books. So that's a biggest point of feedback I got in that one was we don't want one for just one book. This is perfect for the rapid launchers. Okay. <laughs> the rapid release people. I was like, Oh, good point. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, heed the words of the people and that's what I'm going to do. And, and I want to do, I've been meaning to do since since actually, since I launched the non-dated version of the author's planner since 2018, I have been meaning to do a 90-day planner. And originally I was going to call it the 90-day author success planner, but then somebody else in the space created a 90-day author success planner because I sat on it too long. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I had too many other projects that were taking precedence, but really I am going to be doing a good 90-day planner that is more portable. Everybody said, I want a purse-sized planner. Well, you cannot have a year-long Audrey planner in a purse. (laughs) No, way too big. They have to be a very big purse. It would be very big. So the 90-day planner will be more portable and will still be growth and progress oriented while helping you holistically manage your life. But those are what I'm working on, as well as toying with the idea of building an app within the ATA members area. Because I could, I do have a little coding experience. I learned it in high school, actually, because I went to a technologies charter school. <laughs> so, okay. So it was very interesting. So I'm working on the whole app idea, but I got to find a way to do it affordably. I, I really am just exploring those options before I jump into anything. I got to do my due diligence, mm-hmm. make sure it's still accessible. I don't want it to be something that costs a fortune for people to use. I All of my things I have intended always for them to be accessible, absolutely accessible. I don't think your ability to grow as an author should be dependent on your financial status. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And what about you writing, like your actual writing creatively? Yes. What, what's, uh, what's happening with that? Yeah, so tomorrow, March 31st, I have Hunting Darkness, which um, is a thriller. It's a vigilante thriller and it's a short read, but it is on pre-order right now and it's releasing tomorrow. And that was featured in the Make Them Pay Thriller Anthology with some big names. And uh, I was very glad. I'm actually doing a little bit of an interior facelift to book one, Desecrate the Darkness as well. And the theme is pretty dark, but it's a vigilante thriller. So the whole idea is you take these really bad guys and the vigilantes go after them. 
yay fiction. And I have book two on pre-order for May 31st and book three on pre-order for July 31st. And then my big experiment this year, which I'm going to start YouTubing about because I don't have enough projects on my plate, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to create a little YouTube, maybe a short series about my writing experiment. I aim to publish 13 projects this year, three planners. So the updated or the 2023 author's planner, the 90 day success planner, do the updates to the ultimate authorship planner. Since they'll be significant that I consider that an important project, but the other, oh my gosh, I can't count the other 10 projects. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. For some, I was thinking of something else there, but the other 10 projects will all be fiction. And three of those I just listed the hunting darkness, which publishes tomorrow independent standalone and falling into darkness, rising from darkness. I have a four book romance series, two books are already finished. Um, One book is 11,000 words in. I have another thriller that is on rewrite number three. And yeah, and I have a horror anthology that I'm doing and I just finished two stories for yesterday. I finished the second story. That's what I got that 2,600 words in on. And let's see. Yeah, I got projects. and Oh, and I have a Christmas romance I'm even doing. Fantastic. (laughs) I can absolutely see why you need the planners. Yeah, yeah. I have to keep everything organized so I storm tasks because it's really easy to get excited about a new project. and then forget about, okay, that let that be that nice, tasty treat reward that I get to do after I've completed things in order. It, it helps me stay on track with what is most important. Like in the, my manuscript section, I actually have you write out and I write this out. Why is this manuscript important to me? Or why mm. is this story important to me? And that really helps me solidify what is my top priority as far as my writing projects. And for me, the thrillers, they're an emotional toll to do the research because it's around human trafficking. So it's a huge emotional drain and it's really difficult material for me to read. I can write anything else way faster, no matter what I have going on. This takes a lot more time because it's such difficult subject Mm. matter. But that's important to me because I like to... Apparently I am helping raise awareness, even though it's in this fiction format, it feels weird, but I am helping raise awareness and offering links to good organizations that help survivors. And I want to get done with a first three book arc of the series so that I can go back to fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I've got a bunch of fantasy covers, like pre-mades and like custom stuff that I want or that one, but I won like a discount. And I'm like, yes. Okay. And I want to write the fun stuff again. That's a little bit lighter. Yeah. And happier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's important again, to me. Back to some balance. Yeah, yeah. Balance and staying prioritized and, and getting the series finished for readers. Cause I've had readers who say, Oh my God, that sounds like a great book. And I'm like, Oh heck, I'd buy you a copy. If you, if it sounds like something you love, are all the books out yet? No, I don't okay. want to start it. And then you don't, you know, right. readers want to yeah, binge. They want the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're very busy, Audrey. And by choice, but in a good way. I like yeah, to say yeah. busy by choice and busy in ways that light up my life, not ways that drain me. So that's great. It's a really good angle, actually. So where can people find you, Audrey, online and, and with the author 
Alliance and all that stuff? Yeah. So I uh, have a website and I got this name because I thought it was so clever and it wasn't taken, but the right services, W-R-I-T-E, the right services.com and the right services on Facebook and Sprints and Spirits is our free writing group and anyone can join. And we do big events for April Camp Nano, July Camp Nano, and of course, NaNoWriMo. And I'm on TikTok even as Audrey is writing, if you want to see my silliness okay. there and planner tips. But yeah, Instagram, the right services and Twitter. I don't really do much on Twitter, but sometimes I'll share when Lulu has discount codes or they have really good blog articles for writers. And that's, so my username there is the right SRV, S-R-V-C-S. Okay. I I'll put all that in the show notes for everyone anyway. Yeah, yeah. So they'll be able to check yeah. it down. And if they want to get a copy of the planner or to check it out a little bit more. Yeah. I highly recommend Lulu because you can get it spiral bound, but I found some people do prefer the, the perfect bound, which is regular book binding, which is at Amazon. So the 2022 author's planner, I prefer the dated because it encourages your discipline and using it on time and not just saying, oh, I'll start next month or next month. And But yeah, so I, I discount the dated version as the months go by. Okay. And, and is that an available in digital format too? Yes, on Etsy. Yes. Okay, great. Okay, so all that information will be in the show notes for everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. It's been really interesting, Audrey, and I've, it's now I'm, I'm going to go off and we've got April 1 here tomorrow, okay. so definitely going to go off and review my last yeah. three months and then uh, plan accordingly going forward. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Take care. You too. Thanks for listening to Rights for Women. I hope you've enjoyed my chat with this week's guest. If you did, I'd love it if you could add a quick rating or review wherever you get your podcasts so others can more easily find the episodes. Don't forget to check out the backlist on the Rights for Women website. So much great writing advice in the library there. And you can also find the transcript of today's chat on the website too. You can find details on the website on how to support the podcast through Patreon and get exclusive access to the extended audio and video of the monthly craft episode. And you can connect with me through the website at rightsforwomen.com, on Instagram and Twitter at W4W Podcast, the Facebook page Rights for Women, or find me and my writing at pamelacook.com.au. Have a great week and remember, every word you write, you're one word closer to typing the end. <laughs>